0: SO IT IS TUESDAY, DECEMBER 20TH, AND WE HAVE GATHERED Uh, Some stories for you that we want you to know about it here on Fox Soul's Black Report. I'm Courtney Hicks. And
1: I'm Nicordelai-Corte. We're honored to stand behind this desk each day to take you on a journey
0: across Black America and the stories that impact our people. That's right. We're going to bring you our news, our views, and our voice. So let's get in today's uh, top headlines. A jury, a grand jury in Georgia, has indicted a now-retired Atlanta police officer for the fatal shooting of 21-year-old Jimmy Atchison, during a federal raid of a Northwest Atlanta apartment. Atchison was killed on January 22, uh, 2019, after an FBI task force that included uh, him tried to arrest him for an armed robbery warrant. Police said he stole a woman's purse and cell phone. The claim was disputed later by a witness. Ex-officer Sung Kim now faces involuntary manslaughter, violation of oath of office and murder charges.
1: In its final public meeting, the House Select Committee investigating the January 6th attack on the Capitol referred former President Donald Trump to the Department of Justice for potential criminal prosecution, concluding an 18-month-long investigation. The bipartisan committee is urging the Department of Justice to charge Mr. Trump related to his attempt to overturn the 2020 election and his actions leading up to and during the January 6th riot. The panel is accusing him of obstruction of of an official proceeding, conspiracy to defraud the United States, conspiracy to make a false statement, incite, assist or aid or comfort an insurrection. This marks the first time in history Congress has referred a former president for criminal prosecution.
0: And to Los Angeles now, where first-degree murder conviction of rapper Nipsey Hussle's killer will stand. A judge rejected a defense motion to have the status reduced. The judge also denied requests for a new trial. Eric Holder, who you see here, was convicted in July of fatally shooting Hussle in front of his South L.A. clothing store. That was back in 2019. Holder could spend the rest of his life behind bars. Sentencing is set for February.
1: A Florida family is seeking justice and looking for answers after a mother dies on the surgery table. On October twentieth, 2021, 26-year-old Janisha Jila Williams and her mother, Latasha Leggett, traveled to Best You Now Cosmetic Surgery Center in Plantation, Florida, so the young woman could receive a breast augmentation and a Brazilian butt lift. A report from the Broward Medical Examiner's Office noted That the procedure was completed, but Williams never woke up from the anesthesia. Her cause of death was listed as undetermined. Since the tragedy, the Florida Health Department has filed administrative complaints against the facility, as well as Dr. John Edward Knees, the designated physician for Best You Now. The 26-year-old left behind two young children, ages 5 and 2.
0: Okay. Uh, Remember Pastor Lamor Whitehead, the blinged-out bishop uh, who was uh, robbed while preaching during a service? live. You remember that? He's now been arrested for fraud and extortion. Whitehead is accused of swindling $90,000 in retirement savings from one of his parishioners to buy himself luxury items. The indictment also accuses him of extorting thousands of dollars from a businessman. One court document says if convicted, now these are federal charges, uh, Whitehead faces a minimum of 20 years in prison. His attorney, of course, denies all of the allegations. And uh, you know he, he kind of put himself in the spotlight. Uh, preaching. I don't know if it was a Sunday. It appeared to be a Sunday preaching live online, bling blinging and, and, and testifying and, and preaching. And, uh, somebody came, came in there and, and gave him in the congregation some business. And, and because of that viral moment, uh, he is now finding himself, uh, in the hot seat. But, but when it went viral, I remember a lot of folks from that area online, uh, kind of talking about, um, what the streets were saying about, uh, some of his uh, practices. And now it appears as though, uh, it's caught up with him, and like I mentioned, these are federal charges, so this is pretty heavy. You know, when when the feds come after you, <laughs> they got something on you.
1: And speaking of the feds coming after you, what do you think about the the January sixth committee? I mean, you know, this is this is a big moment. This has never happened before. We've never had uh, a former president, uh, uh, you know, having charges recommended mm-hmm. uh, that that uh, the Department of Justice go after a former president. Yeah. This is a, a very big deal. Uh, you know, what do you think the streets are going to say about this?
0: Well, personally, when I heard about it, I, you know, Trump has been able to get away with so much as far as that whole run uh, for, for those four years. Uh, I think because now his validity and his importance uh, and his power is being questioned, uh, maybe his whole you know movement and this whole Trump thing is a little vulnerable right now. So uh, he might end up actually now having to, to answer uh, to, to these calls and and to these charges and to these accusations where before he was just so slick with it that he was able to to avoid uh, a lot of uh, what was coming down. So I think now he's at a very vulnerable point and we might see uh, something really happen if in fact he is, he is guilty of, of what they what they're charging him with.
1: I mean very major a bipartisan group of members mm-hmm. of Congress on the January 6th committee mm-hmm. making this recommendation. Uh, a committee led by uh, Representative Benny Thompson of Mississippi, uh, a black man Mm -hmm. uh, who knows a lot about, uh, 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 you know, dealing with these sorts of issues from his experience uh, on the ground in Mississippi.
0: I don't think there's any more fear anymore. You know, let's not, you know, fool ourselves. It was a very powerful, um, you know, uh, persona. Yeah. And I just think it's it's um, it's it's a wrap.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, sad news to deliver soulmates. One of the first black students to attend Pace Academy has died. Judge Clyde Reese died this week. Court officials saying he died unexpectedly after a short hospital stay. A former commissioner of the Department of Community Health, Reese was appointed to the 15 judge court in 2016 by Governor Nathan Deal, winning election to a six year term in 2019. Now Reese and two cousins were among the first black students to attend Pace Academy in Atlanta private school in 1969. Uh, the three became the first black students to graduate from the school in 1976. Reese, uh, a Lithia Springs resident, had five children and three grandchildren. Mm. No cause of death was given. All right. Black excellence
0: at its best. Uh, not too late to check on your, your friends and your family as a 6.4 magnitude earthquake struck northern California early this morning. I know this is where Nick quarter lies from. The U.S. Geological Survey says the earthquake's epicenter was about seven point and it was uh, centered just off the coast in the Pacific Ocean, five miles off the coast of Humboldt County, where as many as 70,000 customers lost power. More than a dozen smaller quakes as powerful as a 4.6 magnitude struck the area afterward.
1: Meanwhile, snow is expected to fall all across several southern states, making it a a dangerous winter wonderland for so many. For our soulmates in Houston and the surrounding areas, Fox's Chelsea Edwards has some tips to keep in mind to brace the cold conditions.
2: Houston Mayor Sylvester Turner is urging people to get ready as we are expecting temperatures to drop into the teens later this week. Houstonians have been out buying cases of water and generators in case of a power outage. Losing power remains a top concern for people across the state. The temps caused pipes to freeze and then burst back in uh, the freeze of 2021. With that in mind, store shelves have been clearing out of covers for plants and pipes. Of course, you'll want to remember to wrap your pipes. Outdoor faucets need to bundle up too. If you can't get those hose bib covers or or other protection, old t-shirts will work as well. Remember to drain your outdoor faucets if you are leaving town and drip your faucets indoors. You can open cabinets to let that warm air get to those pipes. Also remember to detach your garden hoses and turn off any sprinkler systems and also know where your main water shutoff valve is ahead of time and In case a pipe does burst. Abacus Plumbing offered another tip in case you plan to be out of town for the holiday.
3: I would try to make sure you have somebody who can check in on it for you, making sure that nothing burst anyway, even with your precautions.
2: Don't forget your plants and pets. Bring all potted plants inside. You can insulate outside trees and plants with mulch. Bring your pets inside and place them inside of a garage to stay warm if you have to. You can also insulate any outdoor pet shelters using straw bedding and and uh, remember, under the Safe Outdoor Dogs Act that became law last January, dogs have to have access to adequate shelter and drinkable water in all weather conditions. Experts also suggest uh, that you find the nearest
1: Warming centers in case you experience loss of power. This whole package really is Excellent. in education uh, uh, for me. As mm-hmm. somebody who's new to Michigan, mm-hmm. I thought I knew cold no. living in Washington, D.C. It's D. been C. pretty mild. Right? You say it's mild. It's
0: been pretty mild here in Michigan. 29, 30, it's pretty mild. I have mild. on
1: my gloves, my earmuffs, <laughs> my fuzzy hat, right? And and, and and I thought that the airport had heated runways. No. Somebody told me this. Apparently no. it is a myth. No. There are no heated runways in Detroit.
0: We're going, we're going to help you survive. But it's actually been quite mild, uh, which is actually a good thing. And that package was excellent. Chelsea, can I just say yes, hair, uh, <laughs> to that reporter there? But she was absolutely correct. You want to you wanna keep a slow drip. when as, as temperatures are going to drop to the uh, single digits, especially for those in the southeast that are not accustomed to those type of temperatures, uh, you want to keep a, a, a little bit of a steady drip. It keeps your pipes from freezing. Uh, you might want to keep your heat on a steady uh, temp when you leave out, uh, maybe about 65. Is what we do sometimes sixty-eight, depending on how, how, no, how deep it get, how, how deep the temperatures drop. So many things that you have to think oh, about. Wow. Let's think about our automobiles. They might need to warm up just a little bit. They mm-hmm. need some help too. So, so many things you have to keep mindful of, especially if this weather is not what you're accustomed to. But uh, for the South, you know, I'm just going to pray on it. My husband just had to leave for a flight to head to Alabama. It's supposed to get down to 18 degrees. They don't know anything about that. So uh, let's just stay safe and those uh, safety measures are going going to be so important as everybody is going to experience a deep freeze and some snow for Christmas. Yeah. And mm-hmm. speaking
1: of safety measures, I just want to report that, you know, my family is safe and sound and oh, a lot of folks right. in the, the Bay Area are safe and sound yeah. after the, the earthquake this morning, uh, a 6.4 mm-hmm. earthquake uh, off the coast of Northern Northern California this morning. I texted with mom and auntie and cousins. That was and, like four in the
0: morning, like, yeah. right? And, four, and a lot of, a lot the of them
1: couldn't, fi- couldn't even feel they it. They didn't feel it. They um, sleep
0: that hard? <laughs> Let an earthquake. be. <laughs> I was in D.C. and that earthquake hit, and I was at work and doing radio at the time, and the the console shook. I was like, "And good night, everyone. (laughs) 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 I'm out of this. We were in a high-rise. You know, like it's a wrap. Yeah, Yeah. that's good to hear.
1: Everybody's okay. Very good to hear. Very good to hear." Um, now, on to Wells Fargo, who's agreed to pay $3.7 billion for mismanaging consumer loans mm. for more than 16 million customers. The U.S. Consumer Financial Protection Bureau ordered the San Francisco-based company to repay $2 billion to consumers and $1.7 billion in penalties. The bureau says that Wells Fargo harmed consumers by charging illegal fees and interest on auto loans and mortgages incorrectly applying overdraft fees and wrongfully repossessing vehicles not to mention improperly denying mortgage loan applications it's also accused of incorrectly applying Overdraft fees on banking and savings accounts. As many as 16 million customers wow. were affected.
0: Wow. Okay, well, Wells Fargo folks can make good and, and help out campaigns like this as there is a new campaign being led by community leaders, all to help single moms during the holiday season. The Rent for Moms campaign is geared towards helping more than 50 black single mothers pay rent across the U.S. Organizers say they wanted to help out after learning about the recent gender equ- uh, equity. Policy Institute, who published a report showing that 33% of Black women are severely rent burdened, and that one third of elderly Black and Latina women living alone have income below the federal poverty line. Now, the goal is set to raise at least $100,000 by Christmas. As of this past Monday, they've raised more than $47,000. If you would like to donate, visit GiveButter dot slash rent from moms.
1: Now, Courtney, I've got to wonder, hmm. How many, uh, how many black women, how many elderly folks, how many low-income folks that, mm-hmm. that uh, you know, may benefit from this Rent for Moms fund might have been negatively impacted by the actions of Wells Fargo? That is a pretty significant mm-hmm. uh, finding uh, by the Consumer Protection Bureau against Wells Fargo. Uh, we have reported on Wells Fargo being in the news uh, fairly often for consumer fraud-related issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, We know Wells Fargo to be awfully philanthropic uh, in the community. But, you know, to be philanthropic, but to still get smacked with these, you know, consumer uh, fraud, consumer, consumer protection uh, issues, uh, I think one doesn't wash away the other.
0: Well, what is done done in the dark will eventually come out in the light. And I don't know if those uh, efforts were to kind of mask the the underbelly, the dirty, dirty that obviously has been happening. And I wouldn't be surprised as this story continues to, to break open if, uh, if we do, uh, you know, find see some statistics as to how uh, their unfair practices or unlawful practices uh, have uh, affected black folks in particular. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised. We're always the one at the short end of the stick when it comes to, you know, banking practices, mortgage and lending. We've been talking about this uh, plentiful here on the show. So I'm interested to see how it has affected our particular uh, people, our people in particular. Right
1: yeah. Now. Yeah. And good work to the folks at the Consumer Financial Protection yeah. Bureau. Mm-hmm that's why we need it
0: still ahead a plan to combat teen violence in philadelphia that's right we're going to tell you what what school
1: officials are doing to make the classroom a safer place for all students you're watching foxhole's black report we'll be back in a minute more than a dozen people have been shot mm. in memphis since friday black women first-time gun owners are taking up arms and getting trained to protect themselves. There's
0: a new report finding that after several years of increasing violent crime, gun ownership among blacks spiked 58% between 2019 and 2020. In fact, last year, black women made up one-third of all first-time gun buyers. Firearms trainer Jonathan Cross said violent crime in Memphis are driving people to get armed and trained. Cross said that 80% of his clients there in Memphis are women and that they tend to be more accurate shooters overall compared to to men.
1: <laughs> watch out, Courtney, <laughs> watch yourself) According to new reports, in 2020, killings of children and teenagers under 18 has increased sharply with black kids and kids from the South disproportionately impacted. Researchers at the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention found that the rate of child homicide in the United States rose by about 28 percent in 2020. Homicide is the leading cause of death among American children, making the United States an outlier among similarly developed nations where car accidents, cancer and other illnesses and injuries are the top causes of death. In a review of recent data on firearms, the New York Times reported that gun homicides involving children increased by more than 73% since 2018 and that the disparity in risk between black children and others was rapidly widening.
0: Mm, we have got to protect our babies, and the Philadelphia School District is doing just that. They're fighting to keep students safe. Superintendent Tony Wallington gives an update on where things stand after two recent shootings shook up the district. He thinks that finance will make a huge difference. Fox's Jeff Cole sits down with him.
3: With several months on the job, Philly's new head of public schools says his focus is violence city schools had barely been open a month when new superintendent tony watlington rushed to roxborough high for the shooting death of student nicholas elizalde and the wounding of four others on the day before thanksgiving four students are wounded near overbrook high in an interview with fox 29 watlington was asked about the cost of violence
4: school districts that do not have to allocate additional resources to what happens outside of school buildings have more resources to focus on our core business of teaching and learning. Your point is absolutely correct. Unfortunately, that's not the case here right now. You've got to go at safety. Correct. Are you stunned Uh, by the level of violence that you've seen on students in this city? Absolutely. It's unacceptable. It's a problem I think we can and should get our arms around.
3: Watlington says the district will spend $750,000 to expand the eight-school Safe Path program to 12 more schools over two years. Safe Path is designed to get kids to and from schools safely. He says another six hundred grand will go to expanding safety zones around schools. Watlington believes another way to keep kids safe is to get them to come to school unwilling to provide a figure on truancy until a December school board meeting he says kids are just better off in class.
4: Kids who have really good attendance 90 to 95 percent or higher we know are less likely and who also don't drop out of school are more likely to not be victims of or perpetrators of violence.
3: Watlington says he's working on a strategic plan he hopes to complete before school closes for the summer. One focus must be the dropouts.
4: I look at the fact that we have a 70% graduate four-year graduate graduation rate uh... which is uh... means that there are thirty percent of kids who do not graduate in four years i think that's really important we have to really d- dig down into that data that's not good Second, enough right that's not it's not good enough
3: the father of three sons he says he's concerned some students believe they have no future you've got to keep kids alive Absolutely, I mean, right? absolutely you've got to keep kids alive and from being shot and and and
4: and showing up it's a partnership Uh, We have a crisis, and I think it's critical that that we be successful and win this war.
3: Watlington believes a quality education is key to less violence. At school district headquarters, Jeff Cole, Fox 29 News.
0: Most recently, four juveniles were shot after school. let out three hours early, vo- voicing the need for after-school programs. And the mayor of Philly, you know, is not the only uh, mayor of a major city, and and smaller cities and communities ac- across the country dealing with this type of violence. I was just reading an, an article out of Atlanta, where uh, Mayor um, Dickens is, is is saying that this this trend of uh, children being killed is just unacceptable. Uh, just in Atlanta alone, four children um, shot dead over a span of three weeks. We've got to do better, uh, first and foremost, with ourselves and our homes. As we saw in that last package, that safety extends into into the schools as we send our babies to school every day. And uh, I just don't know what point do we have to reach? What statistic do we have to uh, gain uh, for us to want to turn this thing around? It is just absolutely Mm -hmm. heartbreaking. And we're going to lose generations if we continue at this rate
1: yes and how many stories do we need to report on I mean you know the the CDC research that found that uh, that black kids you know are dying at an alarming mm-hmm. rate you know we're leading our kids are leading kids on the age of 18 are leading in terms of homicides in this country and a lot of it has to do with the epidemic of gun violence that we see in this country we report on uh, gun deaths on this show more often than we not um, and you know we are not um, uh, we, it, it's possible for us to do something. Doing something is within reach. Uh, we've heard the president call for uh, the renewal of the assault weapons ban. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly there have been so many mass shootings uh, made possible by assault weapons. That's something that we can do. And then also you know, we have these, these red flag laws that have been passed recently on the federal level and on the state level uh, that allow for families allow for police allow for for doctors to petition judges to waive people's uh, right to a firearm for at least a year Mm -hmm. Uh, that's a start but it means that people have to speak up in order to do that the last thing i'll add is you know we're not funding our witness protection programs in states across this country enough these are just things that that we can do more of in order to curb uh, the violence that we're seeing that is just uh, it's taking our kids far too soon yeah,
0: and as far as black on black look we have to matter to ourselves first before we can expect anybody else outside of our culture uh, to matter uh, to them all righty speaking of mattering according to a new american cancer society report breast cancer death rates are highest for black women again. The death rate for breast cancer among women dropped 43% between 1989 and 2020. Death rates declined similarly for women of all racial ethnic groups. However, black women are still more likely to die from breast cancer than white women, even though black women have lower breast cancer rates. Now, Rebecca Siegel, she is the senior scientific director of the American Cancer Society, and she co-authored this particular study. She says, quote, we have been reporting the same disparity year after year for a decade. It is time for health systems to take a hard look at how they are caring differently for black women. That's the end of that quote. Black women still have a 4% lower incident rate of breast cancer than white women, but 40% higher breast cancer death rate. Breast cancer is the second leading cause of cancer death after lung cancer in women here in the U.S. overall. But it's the leading cause of cancer death in black and Hispanic women.
1: The San Francisco School District is at the center of a controversial case study against statewide proposed math guidelines, leaving black kids behind. Eight years after proponents of the current California Mathematics Framework said it would close an equity and gender gap in math achievement, opponents say it was watered down. It's watered down the curriculum guide uh, that takes the rigor rigor out of math courses and will ultimately widen that gap. Now, nearly half of all students, 46 percent in the district, have met or exceed state math standards. However, in the San Francisco Unified School District, only 9 percent of black students meet or exceed math standards. Hundreds of educators, data scientists, and mathematicians penned an open letter expressing alarm over recent trends in K 12 mathematics education. The new CMF is scheduled to be adopted next year after the state board conducts a final public hearing.
0: There's a lot going on in California today, <laughs> huh? Back to That's your right. area again, and we discussed this uh, story upstairs before we, we came down, and you were heated. Yeah, I mean, you know, what a
1: shame that in the San Francisco Bay Area, my beloved San Francisco Bay Area, where we have Silicon Valley uh, that has, Generated innovations that have transformed the way we live here Mm -hmm. in the United States Mm -hmm. and the way people live around the world. Shame on us that in our backyard, you know, we have black students in places like San Francisco, you know, that aren't getting the math skills that they need in order to succeed, in order to be competitive for those high paying jobs of the future. And so, you know, to all the folks in tech, all the folks uh, in uh, healthcare, care and some of the big industries in the Bay Area, uh, it's important that uh, folks descend upon places like the San Francisco Unified School District and other school districts across the state uh, where black students and other students of color are struggling with the basic mm-hmm. skills mm-hmm. Uh, that are going to make them competitive for the jobs of the future.
0: Yeah, we've talked a lot about uh, STEM already uh, the last few weeks. Uh, I think it comes down to access and exposure and making sure the budgets are healthy enough uh, to push these programs. Uh, So so our kids can really just have an opportunity um, to excel. Yeah, Uh, they're they're very capable. I just think they're at a disadvantage with what's being provided to them. So, yeah, uh, very upsetting. um story.
1: Yeah, very much. But we'll continue to keep our eye on that. Uh, moving along, a total of $1 million in federal COVID-19 relief funds will go to create better health in Grand Rapids at the, with the Grand Rapids African-American community to help overcome mistrust in the healthcare system, economic and social barriers. Now, recognizing the opportunity to have greater outreach, greater impact to the community uh, that's greatly needed, Uh, The money from Kent County's $127 million cut of the American Rescue Plan Act was awarded to the Grand Rapids African American Health Institute, founded in 2002. THE GRAND RAPIDS AFRICAN AMERICAN HEALTH INSTITUTE HAS BEEN SUCCESSFULLY ADDRESSING THE ISSUES uh, FOR THE PAST TWO DECADES, ISSUES RELATED TO THE HOLISTIC NEEDS TO SUPPORT MENTAL AND PHYSICAL HEALTH IN THE COMMUNITY. Uh, YOU ALL SHOULD KNOW THAT COVID-19 HAS BEEN ONE OF THE ORGANIZATION'S TOP PRIORITIES.
0: There is a new Santa Claus in town, and he goes by the name of Black Santa. In a world where white Santas are the default, Jackson's Black Santa defies the stereotypes and gives children and adults in other communities a rare opportunity to see a well-known Christmas legend that looks just like them. In Jackson, where 83% of its residents are people of color, the importance of having a Santa who represents the community cannot be overstated. In a national survey of Santas that featured 372 respondents. Only two of them were black. Now, this Santa you see here said he thoroughly enjoys being uh, Santa as he sees how children flock to him with boisterous energy, smiles and hope. And it is good to see uh, Santa uh, looking like we look <laughs> and bringing love and cheer and, 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 and good, good things. <laughs> I, I think, I think it really
1: makes a difference in the it lives does. of kids. I think when we're able to see uh, folks in roles mm-hmm. that are uh, celebrated uh, in roles that we, you know, are brought up to not fear, nobody's ever been brought up to fear Santa, That's right? right? Um, you know, we all think of Of Santa lovingly and with excitement. And so, you know, when the Santas that we see don't look like us, I think it sends a a message to black kids and other kids of color, um, you know, about what's possible, Mm -hmm. even if it's uh, in our imagination. And so uh, it's good to see uh, that story. Uh, coming out of that neck of the woods.
0: Yeah, it, it's, it's a real good look. And there are some some really handsome Black Santas out there. So yes. looking forward to seeing more.
1: Some good news coming out of Jackson. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right.
0: Still ahead, massive donations heading to Black Scholars. We'll tell you about the program making education easier for so many. You don't want to miss this one. We'll be right back. You're watching Fox Soul's Black Report. If you are just joining us, how about if we take a moment to run back today's top headlines. We start in Georgia where grand jury has indicted a now retired Atlanta police officer for the uh, fatal shooting of 21-year-old Jimmy Atchison during a federal raid of a Northwest Atlanta apartment. Atchison was killed on January 22nd of 2019 after an FBI task force that included him tried to arrest him uh, for an armed robbery warrant. Police said he stole a woman's purse and cell phone. The claim was disputed later by a witness. Ex-officer Sung Kim now faces involuntary manslaughter violation of uh, office and murder charges. In its final public meeting, the House Select Committee investigating the January 6th attack on the Capitol uh, referred former President Donald Trump for potential criminal prosecution, concluding an 18-month-long investigation. The bipartisan committee is urging the Department of Justice to charge Trump related to his his attempt to overturn the 2020 election and his actions leading up uh, to and during the January 6th riot. Now, the panel is accusing him of obstruction of uh, an official proceeding, conspiracy to defraud the United States, conspiracy to make a false statement, insight, assist or aid or comfort uh, an insurrection. This marks the first time in history Congress has referred a former president for criminal prosecution. That's pretty big. All right, the first degree murder conviction of rapper Nipsey Hustle's killer Will Stand. A judge rejected a defense motion to have the status reduced. The judge also denied requests for a new trial. Eric Holder was convicted in July of fatally shooting Hustle in front of his South LA clothing store. This was back in 2019. Holder could spend the rest of his life behind bars. Sentencing is set for this coming February. And you remember Pastor Lamore Whitehead, the blinged-out bishop. Uh, he was once robbed online. You see it here. Uh, Well, now he might be serving some time. He was arrested for fraud and extortion. Whitehead is accused of swindling $90,000 in retirement savings from one of his churchgoers to buy himself some luxury items. The indictment also accuses him of extorting thousands of dollars from a a businessman. One court document says if convicted, now these are federal charges, Whitehead faces a minimum of 20 years in prison. His attorney, of course, denies all of the allegations. Nick Quarterly, back to you.
1: Thank you, Courtney. Now, uh, reports show that the Biden administration pressed Uganda President Yoweri Museveni on his anti-LGBTQ record at last week's U.S.-Africa Leaders Summit in Washington, D.C. An anonymous source with knowledge of the high-level meeting says that the exchange occurred on Wednesday, December 14th between Museveni a notorious figure who has criminalized homosexuality and state department officials, including the U.S. Undersecretary for Political Affairs. Now, when asked by uh, the Griot to comment on the meeting with Uh, President Mosevini, a State Department spokesperson, said, quote, the Biden-Harris administration has placed promotion of respect for the human rights of LGBTQI persons and all persons as a part of a strong, inclusive democracy at the center of its foreign policy.
0: New York's governor has awarded Dollar Ride founder Susani $10 million to build the state's first all-electric dollar van network. Sani, a Nigerian native, created Dollar Ride in 2017 in an effort to transform New York's transit network, making a safer, cleaner, and more accessible transportation infrastructure, saying, quote, I believe that it is important to support the small businesses that operate in these informal transit networks. They can have a multiplied effect that closes both transit and economic gaps in underserved communities. Dollar Ride has created the Clean Transit Access Program, a cost-friendly solution for fleet owners to expand their businesses through mobility software, creative financing, and partnerships.
1: A new program aims to help veterans become entrepreneurs. The program plans to teach veterans how to start and run their own businesses as the number of entrepreneurs has skyrocketed since the 2020 COVID-19 pandemic. And Intuit QuickBooks study shows more than 17 million new entrepreneurs joined the economy in 2022 and veteran owned businesses are rising. The first official class of the program began in November and the school plans to keep the classes small so each group can collaborate and provide peer support. The program is also working on creating an active support system for follow up after veterans graduate from the program. The classes will take place at William and Mary's Raymond a. Mason School of Business and is structured as a boot camp style approach to helping veterans. Good stuff.
0: Speaking of school, South Carolina State University and HBCU in Orangeburg, South Carolina, has received a $90,000 grant for its Call Me Mister program to extend its efforts in placing more black male teachers in the classroom. Now, according to Black Enterprise, the HBCU received the funds on Monday from the leverage Innovation for educator excellence to help recruit and train black male teachers. Less than 2% of the instructors currently teaching in South Carolina schools are identified as black men. South Carolina State's Call Me Mister program was established in 2000 not only to boost the number of black male teachers, but also to provide mentorship resources for high schoolers to excel in their personal growth, academics, and finances. The program also works to educate Educate students about black history, leadership and advocacy.
1: Speaking of history, the Marine Corps has made history. Major General Lorna Malak was recently confirmed as a two-star general, a historic first for the branch and another major achievement for black women and minorities in the military this year. Major General Malak was confirmed for promotion by the Senate on December 15th after President Joe Biden nominated her earlier this month. She currently serves as the National Security Agency uh, as the Deputy Director of Cybersecurity for Combat Support.
0: Generally, it goes back to representation. We were talking about Black Santas. Yeah. We were just talking about um, uh, the uh, Black Teachers uh, right. program in South Carolina and now uh, this appointment. Representation is so important. And, you know, it just amazes me that in 2022, we were just talking about this, I was just talking about this with our, our, our EP, um, that we're still, it's still a bunch of firsts. Mm-hmm. You, know, it, I, you know, you you in, know, in one breath you want to be proud and oh my God, Black excellence, but in the other on the other thought on the other side of that it's like it's 2022 yeah and we're still talking about firsts in regards to our community our culture our village and um so it's like this it's like this ironic type of dynamic going on here you know but you know the
1: beautiful thing about it is if you can see it you can achieve it Mm -hmm. and that's that's what this is all about when folks see you know people showing up in roles and in spaces and places that black folks previously hadn't occupied Mm -hmm. you know it it has a ripple effect because Mm -hmm. it's a demonstration and dare I say a declaration to the world that that yes it's possible and yes Mm -hmm. we belong here too Uh, And so, you know, we love to see it. We even saw it yesterday when we uh, shared the special with uh, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre. Think about it. In the history of this country, the history of the presidency, Mm -hmm. there had never been, you know, a woman quite like Karine Jean-Pierre in that role. And so we love to see it and we'll continue to report on it uh, to the extent that we can right here on Fox News. And and
0: we just got to keep hitting them with them first. It's just that. Just like, dang, that's right. let's, let's, let's keep moving with it. You know what's also great? Hmm.
1: In the context of everything that's happening today, the increase in anti-black sentiment and uh, anti-black legislation we that see in different parts of the country, ahead. that yet and still we rise.
0: You love that one. I
1: love it. You you love that. I love Dr. Angelo. <laughs> yes, so I you lo- do. I, I love a lot of things she says. Still Absolutely. coming up, the r
0: girls are making history and taking names. Okay. Entertainment headlines just AHEAD YOU'RE WATCHING FOX Soul's BLACK REPORT, R&B GIRLS.
1: WELCOME BACK SOUL BALTIMORE RAPPER YGG TAY, WHO IS ALREADY IN FEDERAL PRISON AND A PROMINENT HITMAN WHERE part of an alleged subset of the black gorilla family gang that is accused of carrying out six homicides and about a dozen other shootings, a recently unsealed federal indictment shows.
0: My goodness. All right. Federal prosecutors say Y. G. G whose name is Devante Harrison, paid other members of the gang to kill people on multiple occasions. A U.S. District Judge sentenced Harrison to 15 years in federal prison in July after a jury found him guilty of drug and gun charges. In a recently unsealed indictment, prosecutors said Harrison rapped about hiring a hitman, David Warren, who is charged in the same indictment, and said he was open to paying others to kill. The indictment outlines in detail the role each man alleged to have played while acknowledging they conspired with other gang members yet to be identified by authorities.
1: All right, soulmates. This is this next one's about one of my favorite oh, singers. God. I've been to seven concerts in <laughs>
0: counting.
1: As Summer Walker prepares to welcome her new bundle of joy into the world, the R&B superstar revealed that Erica Badu mm. will serve as her doula for the second time. How cool is that? In a post shared in, in, to Instagram, Walker shared smiling photos alongside her fellow songstress as the two prepare for the delivery of her baby. Previously, Badu opened up about the crossroads between making music and helping women throughout the birth birthing process. Walker isn't the first singer that Badu has offered her doula services to. In 2020, she oversaw Tiana Taylor's home birth of her second child with husband Iman Schubert. Badu also revealed that she is currently assisting her daughter Puma Sabti Curry with her training to become a certified doula. How cool is yeah. that? What can Erica Badu
0: do? Yeah, she's been on that path for a while now. Yeah, uh, a while now. And look, I'm I'm for it, especially with uh, the treatment that we're not getting in hospitals when we we'll right. go to have our babies. Um, and so, you know, congratulations to uh, Summer for, you know. About to be a mommy for the second time. And to Erica for offering these services to 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 help guide these women into either motherhood or motherhood again. I think it's a beautiful moment because you know Erica's going to bring all of it. She's mm. going to bring the incense, <laughs> the oil, uh, the doula practices, some prayers, some mantras, some breathing techniques. She's going to give it to
1: you. You know what I would really love? What? I would really love Erica Badu to come join us here on... <laughs> Box Souls Black Report, to talk about you know her journey as a doula. Because so many of us, we know her for her music, <laughs> and we know her for doing some acting. We know her as an artist, <laughs> but we don't know her as
0: a doula. And so open invitation when you're in Detroit. So Erica Badu, Maxwell, you'd have told Janet to come see That's us. That's right. Janet Jackson. Well, they probably won't come until the springtime, because it's a bit cold in Detroit right about now. That's all right. We'll do a whole block party here. OK. How about Lotto? Grammy-nominated rapper <laughs> Lotto. How about she come to Detroit? She's, she's invited. Too. Okay. Now has a new um, honor. Uh, leaders in Rex, Georgia, presented her with the key to the city and a proclamation that December 18th will now be known as Lotto Day. There was part of the rappers. Uh, this was part of the rappers Winsome Give Some Foundation's second annual Christmas in Clayco party. Lotto treated families in need to a toy drive and Christmas dinner. So big ups to Lotto.
1: We love to see it. You know what else we love to see? What? We love to see SZA, who earned her first number one album on the Billboard 200 charts as SOS debuts atop the list with one of the biggest debuts of 2022. The set launches with 318,000 equivalent album units earned in the US in the week ending in December 15. This is according to Luminate which was largely driven by streaming activity uh, that starts mark that, that marks the fifth largest debut of the year and Sis's biggest week ever. SOS also garners the biggest streaming week ever for an R&B album, and the third largest of 2022 among all albums. Great for R&B, great Mm -hmm. for every album. Fresh off the release of SOS, SZA announced last week that she's hitting the road for her first ever arena tour, complete with special guests. That's right, you heard it here, Omar Apollo.
0: Okay, well, Mm -hmm. congratulations to SZA. I know folks were starving for more new music uh, from her like they are with uh, Rihanna because she kind of had, the, you know, the hit albums of hit songs and and kind of went away for a while. There was even rumors that, you know, she was, you know, retiring and sometimes artists sometimes do. I just think it's burnout. I've heard that before. Jazz Sullivan kind of went through that spell. And of course, she, she she just had an incredible last couple of years with, with her album. But it's good to see SZA back and, and she's not only singing, but she is talking, talking about all yeah. her former relationships. She got Drake and things of mm-hmm. that nature. So it's good to see her back and, and it'll be interesting to see her on tour as well.
1: You know what I like to say? What do you like to say? say? Great albums need a little time to steep.
0: Mm. It's
1: kind of like like your favorite cup of tea. Mm. You you gotta give it a moment to steep. You don't just drink the tea right after you put the tea bag in. You gotta give it a chance to steep, right? And I feel like you know there are folks out there that aren't giving artists enough time to allow their art to steep. Well, there's right. so
0: well nowadays. There's so many. I mean, back in my day, I'd be 52 at the top of the year. You had to grind and and listen to my demo, listen to my demo. Mm-hmm. Now with, with social media and YouTube and viral moments, you know everybody can become a star, and it's kind of sort of like this overnight thing for real. You know, you got artists like Glorilla who put together a a, a video in a parking lot, and now she's she's nominated for Grammy. So it's just you you really are having these overnight moments, um, in my opinion, and you know I, I think it's great, but I just think sometimes there's so many artists at one time and, and everybody's got the next and what's hot, you don't get a chance to really, uh, like you say, um, stew in, in someone's in mm-hmm. someone's uh, success because you've gone on to the next so quickly.
1: I'm, I'm of the Andre DeShield school of thought. The fastest place to get to where you want to go is slowly. Oh. Uh, some of the best albums of all time have had a little bit of time to steep I think about like the miseducation of lauren I hill agree. I mm, agree. that's been steeping for yeah. what, almost 25 years sometimes
0: you got to come or you're gonna get dragged that's all i got to say all right drake and <laughs> little baby have closed out the year in a tie for the most billboard hot 100 placements of 2022 thanks to record-breaking releases by both artists each nabbed 40 hot 100 singles this year including their joint effort as part of DJ Khaled's Staying Alive, which peaked at uh, the number five spot in August. The song has also landed on Billboard's Hot R&B Hip Hop Songs year end chart. Staying Alive also helped Drake break the Beatles. Wow, 55 year record for the most top five singles on the chart with 30 such placements over the course of his career. No Secret, that's a solo track on Khaled's uh, God Did, also made an appearance on the Hot 100 singles. Now, the majority of Drake's other Hot 100 hits were off his two highly anticipated 2022 releases. All right, Drake?
1: Now on to Courtney's one of Courtney's favorite singers, Mariah Carey. Uh, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas Is You, it tops the Billboard Hot 100 <laughs> for a 10th week. With its latest frame at number one, Carrie becomes the third artist and first woman with three songs that have uh, reigned for double digit weeks. Carrie crowned the chart for 16 weeks with One Sweet Day, remember that song? With Boys to Men in 1995 and 1996, uh, and for 14 weeks with We Belong Together. I almost sang it, but I didn't. Mm. Uh, That was in 2005. Uh, Boys to Men and Drake are the only other acts to have achieved such a triumphant triple. Christmas was first released on Carrie's album Merry Christmas in 1994. As streaming has grown and holiday music has become more prominent on streaming services, playlist, uh, its first first reached its Hot 100 top. Uh, 10 in december 2017 and first hit the top five in the 2018 holiday season before uh, reigning over the holidays in 2019 for for three weeks that's a lot of Um, stats it's it's, just
0: number one every every christmas it's just number one every christmas and 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 courtney hicks
1: courtney hicks has done her part and then some to help make it number one
0: listen I, you know what? I love the feet. I mean, every year she is the queen of Christmas. We yeah. know this. Matter of fact, she's—I I, want to say—I just saw a special that's going to come on TV that she's she's starring in. It's just that sometimes during the Christmas season you hear the song a lot—you over and over and over and over and over and over <laughs> and over—and sometimes you're like, okay, I'm I'm over it, and it's not even Christmas yet. So don't put me out there. You're not going to have what? are, what are Mariah's um, fan club? Are they the butterflies? What is, what is her fan? Club, club. They're, they're, they're not, not the coming but, after me.
1: They're not the butterfly. You got to mix up with the beehive. <laughs> no, no, no. mariahs
0: I forgot what hers are called. Producers in, in our ear? No, nobody knows. she I know she loves butterflies. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was yeah. thinking maybe yeah. butterfly. Uh-huh. Mm. But I know the beehive. I don't want them coming after me neither. <laughs> I don't have it confused. I
1: don't. You need a personal escort to the
0: parking lot. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Still ahead. The, the producers couldn't help the, us? The in the
1: chapter, Y'all don't know what the the, the... the Flint chapter of Black Lives Matter they're spreading hope and cheer with a holiday giveaway this weekend. The
0: lambs. That's right. Something about lambs, <laughs> Lamb, lambs. You're watching
1: Foxhole's Black Report while we figure this out. We'll be right
0: back. I'm going to be safe going to my <laughs> car. I'm not getting that wrong. <laughs>
1: Alright, so mates, a new poll reveals that Americans say that holiday gifts are harder to afford. More than half of the United States adults say it's harder to afford holiday gifts this year.
0: According to a new poll from the Associated Press, NORC Center for Public Affairs Research, that's a lot, 69% of them say they have seen higher prices for holiday gifts in recent months, up 58% from last year. 57% say it has been harder to afford the things they want to give, a dramatic increase from 40% just a year ago.
1: Price increases have especially impacted lower-income shoppers. Two-thirds of Americans in households earning less than fifty thousand dollars annually say they've had a harder time affording gifts and holiday meals this year.
0: Um, I'm just gonna do cash. I, I can't think of anything else. I'm, I oh just, yeah. Yeah, I'm good. On, I'm just, I just. Everybody needs cash. Yeah. All right. Yeah. The uh, Flint, Michigan. Uh, chapter of Black Lives Matter did its part to spread hope and cheer this holiday season with a giveaway. That's
1: right. Organizers teamed up with community partners to host this year's holiday drive and giveaway a WAY TO LIFT UP
0: THE COMMUNITY
1: AND BRING JOY right. TO FAMILIES. This WE was, LOVE TO SEE IT.
0: I KNOW. THIS WAS THE THIRD YEAR FOR THE EVENT, WHICH uh, HAS BEEN ABLE TO HELP OVER 1500 FLINT AREA FAMILIES IN NEED THROUGH THE YEAR. I'M SO
1: DELIGHTED TO okay. SEE THIS. FLINT HAS BEEN THROUGH SO MUCH. Yes. AND SO IT'S GOOD TO SEE THAT THE BLACK LIVES MATTER CHAPTER HAS mm-hmm. NOT FORGOTTEN FLINT. I KNOW WE CERTAINLY
0: HAVEN'T. WE SURE HAVEN'T.
1: YES. YEAH. WELL, well THAT'S ALL THE TIME WE HAVE FOR YOU ALL TODAY. Mm-hmm. I'M the LAE CORTE, ALONG WITH THE Lovely. Courtney. Talented. Here. Really? Uh-huh. I'm going to get you. Wrap the show up so I can get you. <laughs> Until next time, y'all, stay, stay lifted. lifted. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs>